Hi, and welcome to Healing Quest. I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst. Our focus here on Healing Quest is integrative health, and that includes mind-body medicine and how all of that can help us achieve optimum well-being. Yes, for sure. So thanks for joining us. We hope you've had a good week, and let's hope with everything we've gone through in the last few weeks that we can have a bit of fun this week. It's Halloween. You know, I was thinking we probably should have dressed up in costumes. <laughs> we forgot that. Well, Brooks would like that. Yeah, we spared everybody. Well, we, we, could, we could have at least brought him a, a, a trick or a treat. I know. I don't well, know. We'll talk about that later. In doing some research on Halloween, it's amazing. Americans spend, you'll never believe this, oh, $6 billion dollars a year on <laughs> Halloween. It is the nation's second largest commercial holiday, obviously after that thing called Christmas. So, But Halloween and Christmas are like when you get to one, it's Zoom, you're in the other. It's like the, there's like a... a in the stores now. <sighs> all, all the Halloween stuff was in the stores at the same time Christmas was. It, it's, all, it, it's just all kind of mushes together. next couple together. months just collapses together. But at any rate, before all of that commercial activity, Halloween has its roots in ancient pre-Christian festivals, or the Festival of Samhain, which was celebrated by the Celts who lived 2,000 years ago in what's now Ireland, the UK, and northern France. Well, the Celts believed that the dead returned to Earth on October 31st. So they lit bonfires and they offered sacrifices, hopefully just fruit and yes, vegetables. indeed, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure they were vegan sacrifices. Yeah, sure. And they paid homage to the, to the deceased. Exactly. And that was, that was part of their ritual. Centuries later, they started dressing up, at, not the Celts, but other folks, <laughs> began dressing up as ghosts, demons, or other scary creatures. And they performed antics in exchange for food and drink, and that is thought to be the antecedent of what we now know as trick-or-treating. That's right. Well, in Scotland and Ireland, young people participated in a tradition called guising, in which they'd dress up in costumes and they'd go door-to-door and they'd sing a song or, oh, I think they'd recite a poem or something, that, or maybe even tell a joke, and or perhaps just perform some other kind of trick before collecting their treat, which typically consisted of fruit, nuts or coins, yeah. which you wouldn't get anymore. So I, I don't know how this whole thing got off track uh, into now. Trick-or-treating is kind of like extortion, you know? <laughs> you, you know, you give me a treat or I'm going to soap your window or something. And I'm not saying that's... Uh, but, I but I have to tell you about my experience with trick-or-treating, which Judy's tired of This would be story. in the olden days. In the olden days. <laughs> this is the good old days in St. Louis where I grew up. So we did what the, what the kids in what was uh, uh, Scotland and Ireland did. So we went. We would go to somebody's door, all of our neighbors, and we would have to have a little poem, maybe a knock-knock joke, a little song. We would have to do something, and in exchange for that, in exchange for, you know, um, you know, entertaining our neighbors, they gave us a treat. And I think that is so much healthier in all kinds of ways, um, where we did something for them, versus this expectation that we're going to knock on your door and give us something. I know I'm exaggerating that. Yeah, but. And I think it's fun to just watch the kids all get dressed up in their little costumes. But it's way more fun if the kids had something to say. I mean, it's it, to me, it's a lot more emotionally healthy. All not right, that all I, right. Not that I'm ever uh, going <laughs> to, who knows, probably the good old days in St. Louis aren't that way anyhow. But it just, but I was delighted. I don't think it's that way anywhere. When, anywhere. I, when I dug into the history of Halloween to find out that the way we did it in the good old days in South St. Louis, uh, you know, that goes back a ways. Anyhow. Okay, well, there you go. Enough of that. Yeah. Anyway, we went online and we found out that there are lots of organic Halloween options at yep. stores here in Northern California, so healthy treats can be part of the fun this Tuesday. Chocolate caramel bites, lollipop shaped like a skull, and organic maple pumpkins and ghosts if you move quick, because they're probably all sold out now. But it is, but you know, the whole idea of a healthy Halloween, I think, is something that it's worth at least uh, keeping in mind. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. So also later in our show, we'll have a well-known mystery guest who has some important health info for all of us. And so you, want, you, don't want, you won't want to miss that. And of course, Tuesday is Halloween. So later in the show, we're going to talk with Michelle Bernhardt about the astrological energy coming our way. And Wednesday is November 1st. So we're going to hear about November in the stars. There you go. But first, let's update you on some natural health news, starting with some good news about a new way to lose weight. So it involves black tea. And a study done at UCLA, scientists there have found that black tea promotes weight loss by changing bacteria in the gut. That doesn't sound all that exciting. But mm-hmm. what happens is the bacteria associated with obesity decreases as a result of black tea, while bacteria associated with lean body mass increases. Boy, I'm liking that black tea a lot. Yeah, really. The, the results are similar to the weight loss benefits of green tea, which we've talked about before on the television show and on and here on the radio show. But this is the first time they've been confirmed for black tea, which is good news for all of you black tea drinkers. So researchers say both teas also boost good microorganisms that contribute to our well-being and deliver antioxidants that help keep our cells healthy. That's why, that's how we stay alive. If we keep our if we have uh, those antioxidants uh, neutralizing those free radicals. It's a really good thing. Okay, next up, some good news about two of our favorite health foods, bananas and avocados. Avocados for sure, Mm. not yours. Researchers at the University of Alabama, Birmingham, found that the potassium in bananas and avocados helps protect us against hardening of the arteries. And that's also known as atherosclerosis, which is uh, caused by fatty deposits called plaque. And you probably heard about that from your doctor, that clog our arteries, slowly reduce blood flow, and can cause heart attacks. Right, so eat your bananas and avocados. <laughs> the Alabama researchers found that the potassium from foods like bananas and avocados helps keep our arteries clear so oxygen-rich blood can continue to reach our heart. Yeah, I'm just going to take a deep breath and say, go. good work, arteries. Mm-hmm. Avocados are also a great source of healthy fats, which we talk about uh, a lot about here. So they're doubly good for us. As a matter of fact, in my last annual checkup, I remember my doctor saying, you know, you ought to eat an avocado every day. And I said, you know, I do. He was shocked and happy. I would uh, pass that along to everybody. An avocado a day is a really good part of keeping your heart healthy. That's right. And we have one more natural health tip to pass along. A new study is out showing that broccoli can be very good for the gut. Researchers at Penn State say broccoli contains an organic chemical compound that supports and strengthens the lining of our intestines. That, in turn, helps protect against toxins and harmful microorganisms. Well, in addition, broccoli's chemical compound helps healthy nutrients pass into our system. Researchers say uh, other cruciferous veggies like Brussels sprouts and cabbage may also deliver a similar benefit, but that wasn't what this uh, research was about. It was about broccoli. Broccoli. Broccoli is good. So it's been a a banner natural health news week for the letter B, black tea, bananas, and broccoli. Exactly. Okay, up next in our show, some guidance from a nationally known expert in turning tragedy into triumph. Don't forget, podcasts of this and other Healing Quest shows are available at kfbk.com, on the iHeartRadio app, and by Googling Healing Quest iHeart Podcast. That's my favorite way to find them. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and email us at info at healingquestradio.com or call our listener line at 877-544-4827. And don't forget, you can see Healing Quest on television Sundays at 1030 a.m. on KVIE Channel 6 right here in Northern California. I'm Judy Brooks. And I'm Roy Walkenhorst, and you're listening to Healing Quest on KFBK and iHeartRadio.